Hello and welcome to Expert Voices, the podcast that brings together the views of academics, treasurers and bankers to provide unique perspectives on the major trends shaping the corporate treasury profession. I'm Sophie Jackson, Joint Publisher and Head of Strategic Content at the Treasury Today Group. And I'm James Haywood, Editorial Manager at the Treasury Today Group. This is the second in this new podcast series created with Deutsche Bank. In this episode, we'll be exploring the concept of real-time treasury by analysing the impact that instant payment rails are having on the financial ecosystem and the opportunities and challenges these are creating for businesses. We're also going to be looking at the concept of real-time more broadly, asking whether a truly real-time treasury ecosystem can be created using the technology that is available today and the effect that all this might have on cash and liquidity management. So, James, we've certainly been writing a lot about instant payments recently. Why do you think it's such a hot topic? Payments are always a hot topic. I mean, if we look back over the past decade or so, there's been lots of activity in this space, especially with the rollout of SEPA in Europe, which kept treasurers and treasury writers like myself busy for many years. Certainly did. But I agree that in more recent years, the amount of activity in the payment space has exploded, largely driven by fintech companies building platforms which make it easier to make payments and move money. M-Pesa in Kenya is a good example. Yeah, and of course, in China, you've got Alipay and WeChat Pay, and that whole space is really exploding across the entirety of Asia. Certainly, and there are many more examples pretty much in every country around the world. And uh, they're disrupting payments, especially in the C2C and C2B space, where they have essentially killed off the use of physical cash. But at the same time, we're also seeing the emergence of real-time payment infrastructures being built by governments around the world. The UK was the first with faster payments. And in fact, 2018 is the 10th year anniversary of the launch of faster payments in the UK. Is it really? Many other countries, including India, Australia and Singapore, have since followed suit, launching their own domestic real-time payment systems. We also saw the launch of SEPA Instant in 2017, Europe's cross-border real-time payment system. Yeah, I think it's really exciting that the development of these systems is starting to really change the game for corporates. Definitely. We've seen multiple companies leverage fintech payment solutions or real-time payment rails to improve their operations, cut costs, mitigate risks and enhance revenue. Companies are also able to improve their customer experience, offering services like real-time refunds. Yeah, that's certainly one of the more popular developments. Definitely. And we're also slowly beginning to see the emergence of entirely new business models based on real-time payments like insurance companies starting to offer micro-insurance to clients. There's a lot happening. Right, there certainly is. So, to find out a little bit more, we've spoken to some of the names at the forefront of the real-time revolution, from DHL Deutsche Post, Deutsche Bank and Copenhagen Business School. As with everything in Treasury, this is going to be more an evolution than a revolution. So, this will take place not from today to tomorrow, it will happen over a period of time. But let's be very, very clear, treasurers need to be prepared for that. If you have been working in an environment without instant payments for the past few hundred years, then you are in that mindset and you can plan for that. So this is a new opportunity that I don't think they have potentially seen the benefit of. I see with with the APIs really the possibility of getting real-time 
information from the banks and PSPs into our systems. And of course, that also requires that we need to adapt our own internal processes. And it's nice to get real-time information, but of course, you also need to see what are you doing with this information. To help set the scene and understand the drivers behind the real-time revolution in payments, I spoke with an expert in the transformational impact of digitization on the economy. Hello, um, my name is Jonas Hedman. I'm coming from you from uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Jonas Hedman is an associate professor at the Copenhagen Business School. He recently received a grant from SWIFT to conduct research into the impact real-time payment systems are having on individuals and businesses. He will be presenting the findings at the Cybos conference in Sydney later this year, but gave us a sneak preview of what he has found out so far. I began by asking him to define the core characteristics of an instant payment system. Well, instant payments in normal term would be real-time payments, where you have the clearing and settlement in real-time, basically, in an instant way. This is what you can find when you do transfers, say, within your own bank, if you move money between your own accounts. But most of the payments that we do are delayed of different reasons. So what impacts are these different instant payment systems having on individuals, businesses, and the economy as a whole? Well, uh, from an individual view, I don't think it has that a huge impact whether you can make a real-time payment. If it's a delay of one day or maybe two days, I don't think it's a huge issue. But for businesses and the economy as a whole, it has implication because that is about the cash flow for firms and also more important for banks, whether they have money on the account because that depends on how much they can lend to us as people. So there's one case here which has been talked about where we will have the Payment Service Directive 2 in place and then it's possible to move money from one bank to another bank instantly. And that will create potentially an issue for banks for their planning because they don't know how much money they will have at the end of the day on their accounts. So I would say in a general sense, instant payments creates a more smoother, efficient economy. But there are some risks with instant payments as well. And in that respect, do you feel that perhaps large corporates are missing the point somewhat when we talk about instant payments, more focusing on you know, the fact that the payment is just traveling instantly and not looking at those benefits that are sitting in the background? And if so, do you think there is a little bit more education that needs to be done? So if you have been working in an environment without instant payments for the past few hundred years, then you are in that mindset and you can plan for that. So this is a new say, opportunity that I don't think they have potentially seen the benefit of, or there might be very limited benefits for a firm. And how might the instant payment space evolve in the coming years? I, I think we are heading in that direction. Uh, regardless of what will happen, we are going to more instant payments because it becomes easier and easier to have an instant uh, clearing and settlement because the central bank systems are becoming more open to other services. So we are heading in that direction and we will see it more and more, both in the individual context, but also in the business context. And of course, a lot of these instant payment systems are domestic. We have SEPA Instant, which is perhaps the world's first true cross-border instant payment system. Are you expecting other cross-border instant payment systems to emerge in the coming years? Yes, if it's uh, driven by EU, but I think large global banks 
could provide that kind of service already. It's basically a question whether you are able to move alpha numerical symbols between two different accounts across the globe. So there will be more instant payment solutions. And I think that is a way that banks will compete with each other in the future to have instant payment services. And I also see that the fintech space is also moving into that direction to make, say, instant payment services. That was Jonas Hedman, Associate Professor at the Copenhagen Business School, with some really fascinating insights into the development of real-time payments and the impact they're having right now and will continue to have in the years to come. Certainly, it's clear that real-time payments are here to stay and will soon become the norm around the world. So with that being the case, I wanted to investigate what impact this is having on Treasury teams. Good afternoon, it's James here. Uh, To find out, I called Carola Smits-Becker, Vice President, Corporate Treasury at Deutsche Post DHL in Germany. The biggest uh, logistics company of the world. And since a number of years, we are working on a centralized treasury, have established an in-house bank, a payment factory, an intercompany clearing. We are very much centralized. The main challenge in Treasury we have is that we have more than 900 subsidiaries worldwide and that we are present in all countries of the world. So whatever we do in Treasury, we try to make it useful for most of our companies. So diving into the topic of real-time Treasury, real-time payments, why has real-time become such a big topic for your Treasury team in recent months? Yeah, we started to look into this topic last year when we did some investigations about all these new technologies uh, and digitalization and also new regulation. And we were looking into the impact all this would have on Treasury. And especially with all the initiatives with instant payments in the world, not only in Europe, but also in Australia and Singapore and other countries, we realized that in the future our bank accounts in the traditional zero balancing cash pools will not be zero any longer. And and then then we were thinking, so what can we do? How do we need to react? And then our idea was to avoid as much balances as possible on the entity bank accounts and to set up some form of real-time cash pooling or usage of virtual bank accounts, or at least setting up an intraday sweeping to minimize really the remaining balances on the account. And so that was in principle the trigger for us looking into these instant payments and real-time changes. How else other than how you've described already might a company like DHL benefit from instant payments? We see the instant payments are valuable for our company because when we immediately receive collections from customers that we can also fasten our operational processes in the parcel delivery so we can quicker start delivery of a parcel if we have the payment already in-house. Sometimes we have uh, the case that goods are at customs and we cannot clear it because customs is waiting for receipt of money. And of course, this would perfectly improve our processes if we can speed up the payment process. So Therefore, we see an impact of the payment process also into operational processes and, mob- and, and possibilities. I also see a lot of advantages in the e-commerce. So we have a number of online shops 
And of course, uh, if you have a payment method like instant payments also in the online world, I hope that we can replace the expensive credit card business and e-wallet payments as well, or at least put pressure on the pricing of their methods. And for Treasury in particular, what benefits can instant payments bring? Let's say once this limit of 15,000 euros in Europe has been lifted, of course, we see the possibility of, of funding our cash pool accounts or doing treasury deals with real time and with instant payments and being in general quicker and more quicker with our own processes and to see immediately and on the other side that the payment has been received. On. Fantastic. And what other challenges are there for Treasury when it comes to adopting instant payments? Yeah, of course, when we talk about Treasury payments, then 15,000 euros is not really a, an, a reasonable limit. Yeah? So we, we, this limit needs to be lifted to become really interesting for Treasury. 15,000 is nice for yeah, more B2C payments, but not when you are in the B2B or Treasury area. What we also would need, of course, currently the instant payments are more a one-by-one consumer payments. What we would like to see going forward are, of course, formats for bulk payments so that we can really replace the existing normal SEPA payments by the instant payments, that it becomes normal to use an instant payment instead of the current payments. So tied to that, of course, one of the things we're seeing is the emergence of more APIs. What are your views on how APIs can transform Treasury? Where can they add value? Yeah, APIs are really an interesting new technology. And I see with, with the APIs really the possibility of getting real-time information from the banks and PSPs into our systems. And of course, that also requires that we need to adapt our own internal processes in not only in treasury, but also in accounting and reconciliation. So it's nice to get a real-time information, but of course, you also need to see what are you doing with this information? Can you change your internal processes? So there is still a lot of work to do also in our own organization. And on the other hand, also APIs can be used in the future for, for sending payments to banks and payment service providers. And so it's a complete new world for us. And um, currently we use intensively, of course, a SWIFT uh, connection. Will that be the future as well? We don't know yet. So there are a lot of questions still for me. Also the question, do we need to build up APIs to different banks or will there be an aggregator in between so that we only have an API to the aggregator? Or is it so easy that we can build it up to each single bank? So here, I'm, I must admit, currently we have still more questions and answers on this topic, but we will look into it. So maybe in the second half of this year, how we can use these APIs going forward. So combined, how do you expect all of these different trends to drive the trend of real-time treasury? And what will this mean for the profession and how treasury departments operate in the future? For me, difficult to say. What I see is that this trend of real-time and this further trend of automation, that we will have more and more standardized processes and automated processes. We already have that, but probably it will much more 
develop in the future that we mainly take care of what we always call exceptional based management so that we only look at the exceptions. I don't know, maybe we will have robotics uh, who are doing the the rest of our work, but interesting, very interesting times for Treasurer. As Corolla just said, these are certainly interesting times for corporates. I think the concept of real-time zero balancing is fascinating and clearly offers many benefits and efficiencies when it comes to liquidity management. Also, Corolla's point around the convergence of business operations and payments is spot on. Mm. Payments are becoming a business enabler more than ever before, and it has to be an area that every business is looking at and getting right. Absolutely. So, Sophie, I hear you spoke to Deutsche Bank to hear what's happening on the banking side. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I caught up with Lothar Minen, Global Head of Corporate Cash Management Sales at Deutsche Bank, and we had a great chat about the topic. Here's how we got on. Hi, how are you doing? Hello, Sophie. I'm fine. I'm really, really happy to be here today and to talk about the instant. I think it is uh, absolutely on the mind of our clients. And uh, that's why I'm absolutely delighted to share my thoughts around instant with you. Perfect. So what is Deutsche Bank's view on instant payments in terms of impact on your own and your clients' businesses? So generally, Deutsche Bank is obviously very, very much committed to staying at the front of the industry trends. And by that, we really want to ensure that we remain core and key to our clients' banking and their financial needs. So instant payment has a huge impact on our business. The question was also about the client business. Of course, getting payments faster to their account means has a positive impact on the working capital management, a positive impact definitely also on the liquidity management. Uh, when we talk in euro and it becomes at some point in time positive again, this will be a huge impact. And uh, last but certainly not least, it's also very, very much important when it comes to the general business model that clients are operating in. So that's great. Thank you. And what value do you think these payment rails can offer corporates of all shapes and sizes? Who's going to benefit most? So in the long term, uh, I clearly see a universal benefit across all the corporate segments, across all the, the sizes, because it's a real-time interdict reconciliation, which is one of the elements. And obviously, also the opportunity to combine other industry developments, such as virtual accounts, for example, to create ultimately instant virtual pooling. When I'm looking at today, currently, there are still some limitations, uh, as you know. So there are some caps, for example, when it comes to the overall amount you can really process uh, around the instant payment. However, uh, going forward, there will be a change. So we already saw, like in the UK's foster payment scheme, that, for instance, the limit has been increased from initially around £1,000 to now £250,000, and it will soon rise further to £1 million. So with that, I think, we will see much more traction around the instant payment across the board. Great. And might that drive a transformation in business models? If so, could you provide examples if you think this is happening already? So definitely, instant will be a game changer. It will be clearly something which will change also the overall business model of of our clients. And uh, by saying this, I think there are already some of the examples 
we can highlight. One of the examples are a pilot project we are doing with uh, IATA, so the Trade Association for the World's uh, Airlines. Through this, which we have just uh, announced, uh, we look to reduce the cost for processing payments between the airline clients on the one hand side and uh, the airlines. And um, it is including an element of uh, the instant payment, but definitely also something which comes uh, as a result of the European Payment Service Directive, also known as PSD2, which will basically result in a kind of open banking environment. And with that, this is something which creates much more visibility, much more control, but also it will be much, much faster to execute uh, payments. And that's a great thing and one of the examples where this could also have an impact on the business model. So how can treasurers best prepare to operate in a real-time world? So generally, I strongly believe real-time world is something which is not just uh, refer to the payments uh, we, are, we are talking about, but definitely also on the AVEX, on the liquidity, on, on other parts. So that means generally the treasurer becoming critically important to analyze everything which is going on in the specific industry. Because I strongly believe if one of your competitors is entering that space, you want to make sure that you also prepare for that. And by saying this, that means also a lot of work needs to be done in making this happen. And it's front to back. It's not just the access channels from banks. It's definitely also on the IT side. And on top of that, the people who are working along the new real-time scheme, they also need to have the skill sets to do this. So a lot of work to, to be done. And ultimately, last but not least, you also need to find the optimal banking partner to work with. So I think you really need to be prepared and have a, a plan in place to make that happen. Real-time payments equals real-time fraud. How is the bank responding to this threat? There is no question the bank's ability to filter for, for criminal, fraudulent, or, or sanctions transactions becomes more of a challenge when payments are cleared within a matter of seconds and being basically final, so once completed. However, as a bank, we are dedicated to managing exactly this threat, this downside risk. For example, to enhance fraud monitoring and detection, our bank has developed a traction-based fraud monitoring engine. So we are working on a variety of new technologies that will enable us to provide an even more agile and intelligent infrastructure for payments with built-in real-time fraud detection and risk management. And this will then allow any client to build and scale in the digital space. But to be very, very clear, as with everything in Treasury, this is going to be more an evolution than a revolution. So this will take place not from today to tomorrow, it will happen over a period of time. But let's be very, very clear, treasurers need to be prepared for that. How do you expect the instant payment space to evolve over the coming years, and what is Deutsche Bank doing to support its clients in this regard? Instant payment is a game changer, not just a passing trend. And due to this, we expect the real-time space to further evolve and become the, let's call it, new normal. 
For this, there will be a more globalized adoption with a number of instant payment schemes being rolled out internationally and an increase in the limits on the value of payments that can be processed instantly. And we are very, very confident that this will take place. We are involved in the rollout of all these schemes across the world and also helping with industry initiatives such as SWIFT GPI, where we have already tracked international payments between two corporates in a matter of seconds. That was Lothar Meenen, Global Head of Corporate Cash Management Sales at Deutsche Bank. Thanks for listening to this episode of Expert Voices. We've been Sophie Jackson and James Hayward from the Treasury Today Group. Thanks to our guests, Jonas Hedman, Associate Professor at the Copenhagen Business School, Carola Smitz-Becker, Vice President of Corporate Treasury at Deutsche Post DHL, and Lothar Meenen, Global Head of Corporate Cash Management Sales at Deutsche Bank. Thanks to Deutsche Bank for making this podcast possible and to the Swift Institute for connecting us to their network of academics. Do remember to subscribe to the Expert Voices podcast to get all our latest episodes directly to your device.